They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt. Hi, friends. Shane Pruitt here. Thank you for hanging out with us on another episode of Next Gen On Mission. And today is a good friend of mine, Greg Steer. And we're going to be talking about mobilizing students to reach other students. Now, Greg has over 25 years in youth ministry. He's widely viewed as an authority on teen issues and adolescent spirituality. Over the course of the last 20 years, Greg has spoken to over 1 million teenagers and major venues across the nation. So, Greg, welcome to Next General Mission. We are so glad you're here. Hey, Shane. Glad to be a part of it, man. Love Love what you're doing, and I love the name of the podcast, Next Gen on Mission. I love it. It's like music to my ears. Well, man, we have a great marketing team and content team that came up with it. I, I would love to take credit for it, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, so no, before we dive, yeah, yeah, he is. Hey, before we dive in to some deeply spiritual things, tell us one fun fact about you that we wouldn't normally know. I can work the nunchucks pretty well. Um <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was a child of the, you know, late seventies and eighties. And so Enter the dragon came out, everybody ran and got nunchucks and worked them. I didn't date a lot. So it gave me a lot of free time to work the nunchucks. So just, just know if things go down, I got your back. (laughs) I I got your back. Hey, can you do the, uh, the crane kick from Karate Kid? I cannot, but I can, (laughs) I can, I can crack the kid with the, who's got the crane kick <laughs> with the, with nunchucks. the nunchucks. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's all I can do. <laughs> hey, I love it. Hey, well, but I wouldn't do that because I'm a follower of Jesus. So <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I can beat you with nunchucks in Jesus' name. That doesn't really work. <laughs> yeah. Hey well, right. hey, well, man, we always kick off the podcast by basically uh, asking the same question to everyone. And it's always fun to hear different responses. But, man, briefly share with those who are listening, what we need to know about the next generation. I I believe this next generation is dying for a king, a cause, and a crew. And um, King Jesus, you know, he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. The cause, go and make disciples. And the crew is, you know, the team of teens that that teenager, you know, goes on mission with. And if they have no other teens, Jesus said, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So he's part of their crew. So I think if we can mobilize them uh, to make and multiply disciples, spread the gospel, look at themselves as federally funded missionaries, like my friend Chris Selby says, uh, at their public school, uh, we can see them uh, really uh, flip the switch and really set the pace for the church at large. Wow. A king, a cause, and a crew. Man, that's it, man. Podcast yeah. is over. That's all, man. That wow. <laughs> I wrote that down. Uh, you know, here's well, the, you know, here, here's the deal. Like, if you if I steal it, I only have to quote you two to three times. After that, it becomes mine, right? <laughs> that's it. That's the Baptist way. Right? Yeah, right? That, that is. It's, just, it's right. part. It's understood wow. when you become part of a Baptist church that that's the drill. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think I do think that. Um, it really is important because I think kids are looking for a leader and mm-hmm. uh, they're looking for a mission. And I just tell Christian, Christian adults all the time, man, if we could mobilize our young people 
on mission for the gospel with Christ as their king, a gospel as their cause, and to get them some friends, you know, and it could be youth group friends, school friends, or both, uh, to really go on mission with. Uh, I think we need to reframe the Great Commission as the greatest cause to a teenager. Great Commission sounds like a bunch of money somebody made on a real estate deal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but they're into causes. And so this is the, we call it the cause, you know, Dare to Share, we always call it the cause, this is the cause. So you want to, you want to give the hungry bread, but you want to give them the bread of life, right? You want to give the thirsty water, but you want to give them the water of life. You want to build uh, the homeless, a house on earth and one in heaven. You want to stop human trafficking and soul trafficking. And that every other cause is kind of a subset of this greatest cause to make disciples. That's amazing. Hey, you also wrote a great book called Gospel Eyes. Give us a brief snapshot of the heart behind your book. Well, we found seven, we did a research project and found seven values in every youth ministry that was seeing 25% new conversion growth per year or more. Um, we cross-checked that, those seven values with a uh, thousand pastors and youth pastors in 10 different cities across the country, from urban to suburban uh, to rural, from Pentecostal to Presbyterian to Southern Baptist, and double thumbs up. I mean, everybody was like, yes, we agree with this. Cross-checked it with the book of Acts, the Gospels, the Epistles, and just looked at these seven values. Like, How do we miss these? Because they're not present uh, or massively present, at least in the typical youth ministry. And um, so we call it, when you apply these seven values, it's what we call gospelizing your youth ministry and really creating a context for evangelism and disciple multiplication to thrive. To, to use an illustration of seed chucking class, like Dare to Share, we train teens to chuck gospel seeds, right? To spread the gospel. Um, that's something you're passionate about as well. Uh, so who's your one? You know, we want to get people chucking gospel seeds. But what we found is if you don't train the youth leaders how to build a greenhouse, then those kids will stop checking after a while. And so the, the seven values are really how to build a greenhouse where gospel advancing disciple multiplication mindset uh, is the culture. And as the old business saying goes, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So to really change the mindset of youth leaders uh, so that it is not an outreach meeting, but our students are the outreach meeting and they're on mission every day. And we equip them and mobilize them to do that. So that's really what gospelize is. You know, it's kind of like the biblical basis of those seven values. And then how do you apply those in the context of your youth ministry? Yeah. And man, and it, it really is a great book. What are some practical ways to train students on how to share the gospel with their friends, coworkers, and families, like on the training aspect. So for those who are pastors, next gen leaders, student pastors, and you're, training the next generation to be the now generation, mobilize them. What are some practical ways to train them on how to share the gospel? Well, I think, first of all, uh, you got to give them gospel urgency. You got to really help, you know, got to get the heart, you know, the way to the brain, we always say it, dear to share is through the rib cage. You get the heart, the brain will follow. You don't, if you don't motivate kids and inspire them, they're not, it doesn't matter what training you're going to use. They're not going to use it. They when you get their hearts, Secondly, then you need to give gospel fluency. So what is the gospel message? Because they can't articulate a message that they don't know. So at Dare to Share, we use a gospel acrostic uh, that tells the whole story of the gospel from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, G-O-S-P-E-L. God created us to be with him. O is our sin separate us from God. S is sins cannot be removed by good deeds. 
P is paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. E, everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life. And L, life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. So literally, we train students to memorize that. He says, like chords on a guitar, you know, you get the chords down and then you can make the music. So get the gospel fluency down. And a lot of kids, they just don't know the gospel. So if they don't know the gospel, they can't share the gospel. And uh, so we train them in that. So you got gospel urgency, gospel fluency, and finally we have gospel strategy. So how do I actually bring it up? And a dare to share, we use three simple words, ask, admire, admit. So ask them a ton of questions, get to know them, find out where they're at spiritually, admire what you can about what they believe, like Paul did in Acts 17 with the men on Mars Hill. You know, he said, I see you're very religious. You have a lot of altars. I'm going to talk to you about the altar to the unknown God. So admire what you can. And then admit the reason you're a Christian is you're so messed up you need Jesus to save you. Share your story. And then go through the gospel story and then give them an opportunity. You know, is there anything holding you back from trusting in Jesus right now? So that's how we train students. Kind of have training wheels because uh, we have a Life in Six Words app. Uh, and it contains all those elements in it. Um, basically, it's a free app. It's a face-sharing app. Uh, students download it. They ask their friends, if you were to describe your life in six words, what would they be? And there's 14 words. They choose six of them. And they ask, keep telling me why you chose those words. They, they hear their story and people open up. And then your six words are pre-programmed in. So can I share with you my six words? You share your story using those six words. And then can I share with you the Bible six words? And you use actually the G-O-S-P-E-L, God, our sins, paying everyone life to just kind of swipe through the gospel. You can pull verses up, give them an opportunity to trust Christ. Yes, I'm ready. And if they push yes, and water comes out of that thing and baptizes them right there on the spot. No, it doesn't. I'm just joking, but that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> anyway, but you can send them their six words with a verse from Scripture from each and continue the follow-up. Plus, it has face-sharing groups students can be a part of, and you can put all the names of the friends that you're trying to reach in what I call your cause circle, people you're praying for, caring for, and sharing the gospel with. It's all free. It's a really highly functional, very cool app, and it's a great way to get started because literally you don't have to know anything about sharing your faith, you could just walk them through the app to start with. That's what I call it, like training wheels. Even though it's that, I use it all the time. I use it uh, three times this last weekend. I've never, I've used it a couple hundred times altogether. I've never been turned down uh, to engage with somebody's six words, it's, which is really, as you know, it's really weird for an evangelism tool. Um, I mean, it's just people love to engage with it. And so, Life in six words. It's numeric six, free on the App Store, free at Google Play. Just encourage youth leaders, download it, have your students download it, create a face-sharing group, and use it because it's it's free, like the gospel, you know, um, but you got to put it into use. So just want to make that available for everybody. Yeah, thank you for that, Greg. And it really is a great gift that Greg's given us. Life in six words, the app, I have it on my phone. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to really partner with you in that app and, and Greg, and to promote that and make that um, more known uh, in our tribe across the nation. So Life in Six Words, be sure to download it. It is an incredible tool. Yeah. And here's what I, here's what I say, Shane, is like, you know, I went to a, a fancy, you ever eat at a fancy steak place? Well, I finally got to go to one, and it was really cool because they have everything really nicely on a plate. Like the plate is all fixed up. And, uh, but I didn't go there for the plate. I went there for the steak, but I'm glad the plate was nice. Right. Mm -hmm. So the life in six words app, three circles, 
uh, other, you know, the four, you know, all these different EVA, they're plates. You want to have a nice plate, but really we come for the gospel. It's just a way to serve the gospel up. It's the it. gospel that we came for, the gospel that says, but you want a nice plate. Life in six words is a nice plate. Yeah, I love it, man. This is so rich, and you're providing so many practical next steps and tools. I love it. So for the next-gen leader who's listening that says, you know what, in our student ministry, in our college ministry, our young adult ministry, we haven't seen any baptisms. And so in a way, you know, we don't want to ever beat up or be negative. We want to encourage and help people take their next uh, missional step. So for the person that maybe hasn't seen uh, any baptisms in their student ministry or college ministry, young adult ministry, what encouragement would you give them and some maybe uh, a practical next step to move in that direction of being an evangelistic ministry and culture? You know, the number one defining characteristic of the uh, gospel-advancing youth ministry, those, those values that we survey, number one, intercessory prayer fuels it. Mm-hmm. If you want to reach the lost, you got to pray for the lost. If you want your kids to get a heart for the lost, they got to pray for their lost friends. So actually programming time into your youth group and into your life to pray for your lost friends. Um, we have some people that even have a prayer wall, like a, you know, that they, they, it's, we call it the, they put the cause circle up there, put the first names of their friends. They, they're praying for them every week in youth group. Sometimes they do it in a small group. I have a friend who's a, uh, retired Navy SEAL, 26-year Navy SEAL, and uh, became a youth pastor at McLean Bible Church, where where David Platt is at now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he read the Gospelized book. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna operationalize this." I go, "What does that mean?" He's like, "I'm gonna put it into practice." I go, "Great, please don't hurt me." <laughs> um, and then he said, "Intercessory prayer uh, was the first thing he put into practice because he put it into practice like a Navy SEAL would put something into practice. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and we're going all in." He said, Greg, I have what I now call the the uh, to- black Toyota truck effect. I go, what is that? He goes, I bought a black Toyota truck because I'd never seen one on the highway. And as soon as I bought one, I see them all mm-hmm. over the highway. Yeah. And he said, you know what? My theory is when you pray for the lost, you see the lost. When my kids pray for their lost friends, they see their friends as lost. And then those opportunities begin to open up. So oh, I'd say great. number one, start praying. Number two, look for the 10 percenters. So Ron Saylor Polytechnic Institute came out with a survey years ago, a, a study, that if you can get any group, 10% of any group, 100% committed to a vision or a set of values or a cause, they'll inevitably influence the other 90%. But the key is you got to get the 10%, 100% in. So start praying, get your kids praying, and then look for those 10%ers and get them all in toward advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ and making disciples and prayer. And uh, and then and then they'll become the thermostat for your entire group. So don't give up, keep grinding, but don't just depend on. If you're doing the same stuff, I do the same retreat, curriculum camp every year. You're getting the same results. That's one of the definitions of insanity: doing the same thing, expecting different results. You need to change it up, and you need to take a look at this. So I'd really encourage everybody to read Gospelize. Uh, we have a whole website, gospeladvancing.org where they can get free videos on, uh, you know, what it means to gospelize, training videos. They can actually download the gospelize book for free. Um, you know, we're try- just trying to make this stuff available mm-hmm. uh, so so people can take it. So I encourage it. <clears throat> download gospelize. Uh, it's I-Z-E, gospelize. It's the old English word for evangelize. I heard it in a Spurgeon sermon. I was like, that just sounds cool. <laughs> um, and so... Um, 
So there you go. I love it. Yeah. You know, my mentor once told me we should never talk to people about God until we talk to God about people. Like that prayer really is the fuel for everything. So, hey, Greg, for the students, you know, you're constantly in front of students. I am as well. So for the students that are listening to this podcast, um, if you could go back, Greg Steer today could go back and talk to teenager Greg Steer or college student Greg Steer, what would you tell him? I would tell him to learn what it means to walk in a daily declaration of dependence on the Spirit of God, that we don't have a jumper cable Christianity that we go to a camp and get all, you know, charged up and then we lose energy, but that we have a current, we have an outlet right in our heart, and we just need to plug into the power of the Spirit, and He gives us a steady current of of His energy to live for Him. It's Christ through us, uh, and it's a you know dependence on Him. It's not a list. Uh, God loves you when you when you forget to read your Bible that day, um, but the power of the Spirit of Jesus is in you constantly, so Christ can live His life through you. So, learn to you know let Him live through you instead of just trying and trying and failing and failing. Learn what it means to yield to the Spirit of God and live by faith, walk by faith, moment by moment in Him. Man, that is so good, and and doesn't that become true even as an adult that at the end of the day, Jesus called us to follow him before he ever gave us titles yep. or ministries or positions. And so may everything we do be out of the overflow of following Jesus, loving Jesus, worshiping Jesus. Amen. Hey, great. You know, we always close the, uh, the next gen on mission podcast with basically the same on mission charge. The heart behind this podcast is to see the next generation realize they are the now generation. They're not the future of the church, but the church right now, they have a mission now. So give us one closing thought on this very thing. Every every major awakening in the history of the United States has had teenagers on the leading edge of that awakening. Mm. First Great Awakening, George Whitfield, John Wesley, Jonathan Edwards recorded the revival has been chiefly amongst the young. The Second Great Awakening, uh, D.L. Moody, um, you know, led a, a generation of young people um, to lead revival across the United States, starting in Chicago, spreading out. The Jesus Revolution was mostly teens and 20-somethings, uh, you know, back in the 70s. I, I think it, God loves to use the unusable to accomplish the impossible because it brings maximum glory to his name. He chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So just own that and refuse to be overlooked and seize the opportunity right now in high school, middle school, the college age, the best time to just go for it. Uh, but go for advancing his kingdom. Go for the thing that matters most. Man, Greg, man, thank you so much, my friend. You always inspire me. Every time I'm around you, talk to you, man, you inspire Dude, me to James, go tell somebody I read about your Jesus. Tweets. <laughs> I read your tweets and I'm thinking, man, this feels like we're somehow related. I just, I <laughs> love are, your man. tweets, your Instagram. The same, yeah, we're spiritually, man. But I tell you, it's just, I love, I love your philosophy of teenagers and, and youth ministry. So keep on keeping on and look forward to conspiring more in the future. Yeah, man. Hey, so speaking of social media, how can people connect with you? How can they connect with the great Greg Steer? Yeah. Well, that's my, that's my uh, hashtag. It's just uh, the great Greg Steer. No, it's, it's just at, yep. at Greg Steer. And it's, uh, you know, S-T-I-E-R, I before E, uh, Greg Steer. And that's what I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that fun stuff. But 
yeah, that's that's the best way to connect. I have a blog too, gregsteer.org. And I try to blog once a week. And I have a podcast too called Gospelize Your Youth Ministry. Um or Gospelize with Greg Steer, and it's it's available where podcasts are available. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, Johnny Hunt and I had an opportunity to, to do one of those episodes on your podcast, so, man, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, my goodness. I felt like I was with, uh, um, you know, the OGs. It was great. <laughs> That's right. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. We want to be able to bless you with a free copy of the book mentioned. So for the first 100 people who email us at evangelism at nam.net, we'll receive a free copy of the book. Be sure to include the author's name and the name of the book. Thank you so much for your time. Go tell somebody about Jesus.